87% of realtors get into the business and get out of the business in two years. That doesn't exist in our world. We have massive visions around growing our businesses, and we are always looking to add talent to our world. We do everything in our power to ensure the people we surround ourselves with defy the odds, get into production, and build massive lives for themselves. If you are a realtor looking to get into the business, we have a blueprint for success. With locations all across Canada, reach out to us. Let's talk about partnership and opportunities. We are looking forward to it. Welcome back to another episode of Sales Beast. Today we have the Jacqueline German joining us for another episode. Um, Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Like I mentioned to you guys before, I am a longtime listener. Um, I've been listening like literally since episode one. So it's a real treat. So thank you so much for inviting me on. Uh, it's very awesome to be here. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I have been a real estate agent in the Hamilton Niagara area for over five years. Uh, I've been on a couple of different teams and then I was a solo agent and now I am still a solo agent, but I'm also the complete coach for both the Hamilton and Niagara uh, Keller Williams offices. So I currently have about 14 agents under me at this point in time. And I'm also giving my time to instruct and educate and, and kind of help people with business planning and, and typical uh, millionaire real estate agent stuff to help people get up and running. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, my um, pleasure. I want to talk to you. I don't know if we've had anyone. So you're Mark Loeffler trained. Um, yeah. and in my opinion, a lot of the best realtors in our city are Mark Loeffler trained. I wasn't around when that team was at its peak. Yeah. Um, can you talk to us about what that experience was like and how that kind of set the foundation for you in the business? For sure. So, um, I jokingly refer to myself as like, I was Keller Williams by fire, meaning I just jumped right in. So I had a meeting with Mark on uh, Wednesday. I got my license at the Keller Williams golf tournament on the Thursday was started. I started at Mark's on the Monday and I was in bold on the Tuesday. <laughs> so it was just a, a deep dive in uh, that experience. <clears throat> I like to jokingly recall. Uh, refer to it as as boot camp for realtors um to to kind of go into my background i worked in the uh, hospitality industry for many many years um i was a, a server a prep cook a part-time manager at a, at a really well-known restaurant um and so i have always dealt in my business with uh scripting time management um, working with people, helping to set their expectations, dealing with, uh, uh, you know, issues and creative problems. And then of course, um, you know, just kind of ironing and smoothing things out. Um, and so when I started with Mark, um, I was really excited because I really knew nothing about real estate. Um, I always, I am though incredibly nosy. <laughs> and so uh, my best friend, who is actually another real estate agent, Kaylee Powell, she said to me, oh, well, now you get to be as nosy as you want to because it's your job, right? And uh, so I started at Mark's on the Monday and it was, uh, at that time, he was a MAPS coach. So he was instrumental um, in shaping how I became how I really got my, my first, first year 
kind of off the ground. Um, I, <clears throat> the team at the time was very MRE based. He was also obviously doing a lot of coaching. Um, the number one thing that I really always appreciated about Mark is he really encouraged you before he helped you for you to figure out how to help yourself. So if you came to him with a question, I don't know how to do this. Well, tell me what you've done in order to, to figure that out. First of all, what have you looked at? And I feel like that made me because that was always the first question that he asked, it made me very resourceful. Um, I don't really depend on anybody to get an answer <laughs> for me. I'm, I'm very, um, I, I'm very driven. And so if there's something that I didn't know, or I'm unsure of, or something like that, then I'm the first one to call the city of Hamilton or uh, get on the phone with a, <clears throat> with a professional in, in whatever capacity that I'm looking for. Because in my mind, uh, even if that's not the right direction, someone can most often point me in the direction that I need to. And whether that's another person or, you know, go over here or look into this, then that's that's what I will take care of and that's care of. And that's what I will do. Um, literally my first day, though, <laughs> when I walked in to the team, um, the structure was obviously we had to be there for 830. There was a quick meeting, um, I think at 840. And then we were on the phones cold calling. Um, from nine to 11 every single day. So the first day I walked in there, uh, he said, there's the phone, get on it. Um, and that's verbatim too. <laughs> and Is then it true. Um, I've heard a story about him that he would have a room. You guys would all walk into and there would be a basket at the door and you leave your cell phone at the door and go in and hop on one of his landlines and you don't leave yeah. until you're done. No, no. So they had a box and you would it wasn't a basket it was a it was a box that locked and you put your phone in there and you were incommunicado between 9 and 11 and then you had to do follow-up right after that so um it was it was really great um we always had like a book club um you know i've had conversations uh since with him because as a as a pc coach uh, for the brokerages, there's been a couple of times where I've, I've picked his brain about a few things, and and I, I I've called him back several times and said, "How did you get us to do this? How did you get us to, you know, whether it was attending brokerage training or buying into bold or whatever?" And he was like, "Honestly, it was just the standard that I set. It was you want to be in my office on my team. This is what you do, and I respect the guy." immensely I loved working for him um <clears throat> he and I have a, a great rapport and I always thought his sense of humor it was really really funny and he at the time I was quite a bit younger so I was still uh coming in the office with like funny stories and he always thought I was <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> so uh but I it was great because I always like to say that I I sort of dove into my first year and I did you know, uh, residential investing, <clears throat> uh, learning about how to work with investors, running uh, numbers on properties, P&Ls. Uh, you had to preview 20 properties a week, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, we were constantly, constantly going over numbers. And um, he was a great mentor and still is. And I have a great relationship with him. Um, and he, we would, he would take us through like apartment building tours and, and all kinds of stuff. So it was a really great way to get uh, residential, investing, commercial real estate at a very early on in, in my real estate career. And it was uh, definitely a time in my life where I look back and we, I think about it and I'm like, wow, that was, I really worked hard, but we also had a ton of fun too. 
So tell us now how that kind of path of being on the agent side brought you into the more leadership side and coaching and maybe some of the things that you've learned throughout that. Yeah, well, you know, I think too, like I'm still very millionaire real estate agent driven. Um, You know, I'm always talking to people about uh, just what their, what their goals are, what they can learn from it, uh, how to take your, take a business and, and build it based around not only what, what your strengths are, but also look at, you know, your numbers and your economic model, and this is your 411 and, and, and all those kinds of things. And I don't think I realized at the time how, when you, when you utilize all these sources, just how beneficial it can be for your business. I think um, when you come into real estate, at least when I did, um, you know, you can get this sense of like, everything is important, but I don't know what to do first, (laughs) you know, and he really helped me navigate that. So that's what I try and do these days. And that's kind of the number one thing that I hear from new agents coming in. It's like one day I was an employee. Now I'm a CEO and I truthfully don't know how to navigate that. Like, what do I do? Where do I start? And a lot of people can overcomplicate it, right? And they can say, well, I've got to have a business page and I need to have this done and I need to have a website and I need to have this. And and truthfully, as long as you have a cell phone, a computer and a car, you can function in real estate. That's just the bare minimum (laughs) that you need. And I remember my first year, I actually couldn't afford a laptop. I brought my desktop in from home and left it at Mark's office because I was, you know, a server before. So I didn't have a ton of of extra money. And I actually did um, my first four months kind of working uh, still at the restaurant, but then doing all the team commitments during the day. And I had said to myself, okay, as soon as I have uh, a certain number in my bank account, like that's it for me because I was, I was 28. So I had energy, but I was starting to get tired. It's very exhausting to, you know, work from eight to eight to three 30 or whatever, and then be at the restaurant at four and then work until like 1230. And then, you know, you kind of go back and forth and and do it. And after a while, it gets really exhausting. Plus if I was managing, uh, sometimes I'd be at the restaurant until two in the morning, three in the morning, and it's really hard to come home and like go to sleep and then try and get up and, and, you know, be purposeful and stuff like that. Right. And so, um, a lot of times people will say, and I'm thinking about this this morning, a lot of times people will be like, well, I just want to do real estate part-time until I get up and running. And then once I've gotten a few things, then I'll transition it into, into like full-time. And I thought, you know, if you applied that strategy to other businesses, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to just get into engineering part-time <laughs> until I'm up and running, and then I'll go into it full-time. And I, it's, it's really something that um, I found anyways, I did it the hard way. I got my two deals under my belt. I had, uh, I had basically $8,000. So it could help me cover, um, you know, a few months of expenses and things like that. So I always say it was a number to kind of help me through, but it was also a number to scare the shit out of me. Meaning like once that money was gone, it was gone. Right. I didn't have anybody else in my life that was going to be able to help me with that. Um, and, um, at that point in time, um, you know, I did, I did two deals and I had, uh, I had that money and then I just kept going. And so when I look at, when I look back now, I'm very proud of what I did and and how I did it. Um, and I think that, um, you know, the way that the best way you can jump into your business is just by doing that, by jumping into it and committing to it. 
um, because you're certainly going to go through the motions a lot quicker um, and get up and running that much faster if you're 100% is, is focused on it. And that's why I really encourage people to be in a position where they can do that um, because having split focus literally is that your focus is split. At most, it's going to be 50-50, right? And that's at most. And I, I find too, if, if you're talking to agents that um, have you know, that are working from home, say in the IT factor or something like that, things come up and then all of a sudden that 50% is 40% one week and 30% another week. And, and of course that's where the issues come when you're building a business is the inconsistency, right? Um, anything worth doing is worth doing consistent, consistently because um, there's this great saying, consistency compounds, right? And so it, 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 everybody thinks that, you know, when we talk about my the success that you had in your first year, I'm sure people were like, how did you do it? How, how did you, how did you do it? And you're like, it's not that hard. I, I, I lead generated, I prospect, I followed up, I made appointments, worked on my scripting, scripting and I negotiated contracts, right? I did my five jobs and everybody's always looking for that, that, that go around. And it, it's really, <laughs> it's nothing crazy with the exception that, um, you know, it, what's crazy is the success that can come from dedicating yourself. And that's in anything in life. It doesn't matter if you were to pick up an instrument and start learning it, or if you were to build a business and, and take it to a hundred, multiple, multiple hundred thousand of dollars a year. Right. Yeah. I was on this uh, really great session yesterday with three new agents. One of them's on track to do 50 deals this year. The other one just got in the business. He's on track to do 500,000 in gross commission. And the one thing I heard from all of them is trust trust in your coach because your coach knows more than you do um and that one of the first things i i heard from my coach when i started coaching with her in year one was if you commit to doing her number was 30 hours of lead generation so yeah. not work 30 hours a week um, 30 hours of lead generation yep. 30 hours of lead generation per mm -hmm. week that means on the phone door knocking open houses whatever it is you may want to do um i guarantee you mike you'll be successful I think that's what it boils down to. Um, like in this business, it's very easy to put in a certain output of work. So failure is simply impossible. Um, I think that's maybe what Mark forced you guys to do. And that's why all everyone that's come through this program is now an, an exceptional realtor that we all look up to, you included. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, he's he's been great. And I mean, obviously, one of my other mentors as well was Chris Knighton. So I worked with with his team for a little bit as well. And he was a different uh, like the two teams were completely different experiences. The people, fantastic. The mentorship. Great. Uh, you know, I had I've had a coach from day one that I got into real estate as well that I even have a coach now. Um I do think it's important to, to have someone, I like to say in the trenches with you, uh, because sometimes it can really feel like that because everybody knows that you have, you know, the rose colored glasses on for about the first 30 days. You're like, this is great and everything. But most of the time, what we're doing today, is going to show up 90 to 120 days from now. Right. And the first 30 days are great because it's new and they'll buy into it and they'll door knock. And then, you know, on that 40th day, how's your lead generation? How are things going? How's your, how, how are your contacts being added into your database? Oh, well, I only got, you know, one or two and nothing's really coming. And, and, you know, there's, you know, at that point in time, the, the rose colored glasses come off and the grit needs to come on. Right. In the sense that you need to keep pushing. And I think from, 
at least from Mark's perspective, I like, I got a lot of that from him. Um, because he was just like, doesn't matter. Get on the phone. Tell me that, tell me that story while you're on the phone, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, and he was totally serious. And he also sat behind me, um, while I was there too, like literally, and I don't mean behind me is in the same room. I mean, literally the desk behind me and yelled at me while I was on the phone. Like, don't ask that question. Ask this question. Why would you say that? Get his contact. Why are you, why are you having a buyer consultation on the phone? Book an appointment. Like, and, and I'm, and it sounds like he's, you know, screaming at me and he, and he wasn't, but he was, he was actually making calls and he was saying, you know, this is, you know, you're, 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 you're prospecting, you're not making friends, you're not, you know, you're not just calling to ask one question, right? Because we know, and you know, in cold calling the first, the first time you're going to ask anybody any, anything, it's a throwaway question, it's always going to be no, right? And I was talking to somebody today, actually about that, and how, um, you know, you have to be okay with, with hearing, like, with disinterest because if they're not interested in talking to you you haven't hit the right topic yet you haven't hit their motivation yet so that's where you need to almost switch gears and i mean almost i mean truthfully you know you instead of first you're gonna push it into second and say okay so you're not interested in, in making a move this year do you pay attention to the real estate market is that something that's important to you what about investing like would you like to take the equity that you have in your your current home and put it into your next or an investment property a cottage like what is your what are your plans for your real estate portfolio? And I've been telling all of our coaching clients uh, or all my coaching clients lately that like the next, the next two years, we have this opportunity ahead of us uh, to really set ourselves apart as not just somebody that's going to show up when someone needs to buy or sell a home. They're, you're a resource for them. You can, they can pick, pick up the phone and call you anytime and you have value to give to them. And maybe that's not going to look exactly like what it used to look like last year, or the year before, but also too, you know, if we could erase the last two years, this is what the market kind of was always like, you know, houses were on the market. You had to work. You had to communicate with, with other realtors. You know, I was talking to another realtor yesterday and she was like, real estate is a team sport, <laughs> you know, meaning that you are always, always, always going to be in a deal with another agent and you need to work hard for your clients, but you also need to, to work hard to get the deal done too. Right. And, you know, just putting a sign up on a lawn, like we've always said, like you know, putting a sign up on a lawn doesn't sell a house. It did for a little while. And I think uh, any agent or a lot, I shouldn't say any agent, but a, a lot of agents that have been very successful in the past few years, just by default, um, might be having a bit of a harder time this year because they didn't have those systems and responsibilities to themselves in place to actually start building their database. Right. And so, you know, when they're, when I'm talking to them now, you're, they're saying, you know, my house has been on the market for 45 days. I've got no showings. My seller's mad. I don't know how to handle this because they haven't been having these conversations. Right. Um, and so we have the great opportunity of, of, you know, setting ourselves apart, building a super strong database because people know that they can rely on you. And that's, that's the business you want anyways, because people will always come back to you. It's not what you do for people. It's, it's the way you make them feel right. Yeah. I think we're in a market right now too. You touched on some really great pieces around that where, really the skillful agents are the ones that are going to shine in this kind of market and take more market share. Whereas the not so skillful agents, the ones that aren't building systems, the ones that aren't continuously developing themselves are the ones that are going to fall behind. And it's really focusing on those things that's going to matter. Um, 
I really like what you said about Mark giving you that instant feedback. So what kind of advice would you give an agent that's looking for that kind of accountability, that kind of awareness, or just how they can start building those right habits from day one? Mm -hmm. My number one thing would be to get in the office, get in the office. Don't like, because there's a, there's a sense, uh, you know, when you, when you become a CEO where, um, if you're not very purposeful of your day, if you're not building a calendar, if you're not setting those expectations of yourself, uh, then you can just say, oh, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this. And so sometimes when I'm talking to my coaching clients, I, I say to them, if, if you were your own employee, would you be happy with the amount of work you've done this week? I love that question. And a lot, most of the time, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. But the reality is we are our own employees, right? We don't do the work. We don't get paid. We don't get clients. We don't get deals. We don't make money, right? And we know that in a shifting market, up to 70% of realtors can, can leave the business. That's a super high number, right? And so when you're looking at the averages of statistics, you know, uh, every person, I believe the statistic is every person knows about three to four people that are going to be transacting in real estate in the next 12 months. However, the average person right now knows, I think it's 12 or 13 real estate agents, right? So, you know, we have this oversaturation in our, our industry that may start to dwindle over the next year. I, I don't know. I suppose we'll all find that out together. Um, but, you know, if, if your main priority is finding new business, which it should be, especially if you're a new agent, but um, it, even now, still today, our number one job is, is to find business. That's it. And if you're not doing that, if you're not getting, getting in the, the groove or the motion or the schedule that you need to get to, um, then you really need some high level accountability, not to mention the fact that you're going to have a couple of things naturally happen as a result of actually being in the office. First of all, your day will have a natural uh, start and end, meaning that you're, you're going to be focused in on your job. You're going to do your, your, your activities for the day. And then when you're done, you're done, you go home, right? So if, you're, if your goal for that day is to book an appointment or get five database editions or whatever, whatever you're using to measure your success, then once you do those things, then your day is done, right? Every single day my calendar goes off, I have I have the three, I have the three jobs. What are the three things that I can do today that when they're complete, I'll feel like I have done a good job today, right? Because at the end of the day, I have to put my head back, just like you guys do, on my pillow. And I have to be okay with the way that I've gone about my day, right? And that looks like a couple of different things right now. But <clears throat> when we're talking about new agents, because there's there can be this sense of direction, my thing would be get in the office, learn by osmosis, attend all the training that you can, and you need to have a business plan in place. You need to figure out uh, how it is that you're going to prospect, how it is that you're going to meet people, and maybe you have certain strengths. Like for me, um, you know, because I worked in the service industry for such a long time, I prefer to meet people in person. So I love to do open houses. I love to door knock. I think it's super fun. And when I go out with the coaching clients and we go door knocking, they're like, you're having such a great time. And I'm like, I know, why, are you, why wouldn't you have so much fun door knocking? There's a group of us, we're running around the neighborhood. Um, you know, like it's a, it's a great time. It's a very high energy thing. Same with open houses. I love, I love doing them. There's no other place that you can stand and have leads come to you. They're like, and, and that's just the way I feel. I know some people completely hate them. It's not their thing. And I, I totally get that. However, for me, 
uh, it just reminds me of people coming into the restaurant and sitting at my table. Now people are coming in and they're coming to my listing, right? So that's that's sort of where I where I, I shine and I talk to people and I, I did an open house this past weekend. I had a great time. It's only two hours on a Sunday or Saturday. And then you have, you know, maybe 45 minutes or an hour of follow-up afterwards, put them in your database and that's done, you know? Um, and I always find that amazing. Now that you mentioned how many new realtors try and figure this out on their own, especially in COVID where it's become normalized. We all work from home. Um, yeah. The number of people I see, even the times they join our team mm -hmm. and they don't come to the office from day one. Um, like if you look at that quote, you are the average of your five people. Um, you're hanging out with someone yourself that is probably a horrible realtor because we're all horrible realtors when we get started. How can you ever course correct yourself and, mm -hmm. and become confident at what you're doing if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are already producing at a high level? So that's, I, I love. No one's ever brought that tip up on this podcast, but I would argue for a new realtor, that's probably the number one thing you could do um, yeah. to bulletproof your success is to show up to the office and be around people that are already successful. Yeah, I think um, I was just going to add to that, like people tend to give themselves almost like too much credit around the fact that they can just do like be creative and do their thing and it's going to work for them rather than following something that's already been built successfully. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes ego will come into play with that a little bit like, well, why am I going to try and take a system? I'll just build out my own system when in reality, they're not going to build a system better than something that's already working. Yeah. Right. So they're, they're yeah. giving themselves too much credit rather than following a program, following a system, following a model to shortcut. If, if anybody wants a shortcut, that's the shortcut to success. Mm -hmm. It's like following mm -hmm. a model. The other thing to, to do as well is you have to have clear cut expectations as well. So, you know, that's because when you do that, then you have a, a really great opportunity to see where the gaps and the gains are. So for instance, if you're measuring your success, not just, oh, I went out and door knocked three hours or something like that. And then you say, okay, how many real estate conversations did you have? And they're like, uh, well, how many, how many database additions did you get? Well, I didn't get any. Okay. So then how are you measuring that door knocking session? Is it that you just handed out a bunch of flyers? Cause congratulations, you're a postman. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not really the best return on your time, right? Yeah. Because you can, real estate agents have this fabulous way that they can be constantly busy. And it's true when in, in real estate, you will never run out of work to do ever. But there's a difference between, then we, we see this all the time, like someone, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And it's like, eh. uh, my friend, uh, Jenna Frederick, she's also a real estate agent as well. And she has this saying, I don't know where it came from, but it's, uh, are you, are you busy or did you not make that a priority? Right. And that's a tough thing to ask yourself, you know, did I, did I, did I, was I too busy to prospect this week or did I not make it a priority? Did I not work out five days a week or did I, was I too busy to work out five days this week or did I not make my health a priority? And when you say that, <laughs> that's a tough pill to swallow because you go, oh, shit, you know, like that's, that's tough. And, um, you know, you have to, you have to figure out what your priority is. And for me, it would be database additions, 
right? It would be getting people into your database uh, because we know that once you get to that 350 number, you should see about 12 deals annually just from follow-ups and referrals. But that counts on you actually talking to your database, right? And doing your follow-up calls and doing your five jobs. So, you know, it, there's a there's a bunch of things that can go a little bit deeper than that. But I think one of the best things is, yeah, you need to get in the office. You need to... Um, you need to be um, clear with your expectations of yourself. And if you were your own employee, would you be satisfied with the amount of work that you've done this week? It's huge. Yeah, I think it's huge to just to be clear about what work actually means. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like work from the perspective of a realtor should be those five jobs. And for a new realtor, I think it should be it should be lead generation all day, every day, lead follow up scripting. There's no appointments and there's no contracts to write. Um, and I guarantee you, if all you do is spend each and every day, five, six days a week, lead generating, following up and doing a little bit of scripting, you're going to be an absolute rock star. Um, the reason 70 percent of the people get in and out of this business and ultimately fail um, is because they don't. They don't do those simple steps. Right? Yeah. I just don't understand it. I had a, someone contacted me last week from the brokerage. I don't know if it was you or someone else that put them in touch with me. And they, they spoke to me, Mike, I'm really struggling. I, I don't know how to, to move my business forward. I don't have any leads. And I asked, what are you doing on a daily basis? Well, I pop by clients' houses, um, check in on the makes of calls. Well, how often do you do that? Once a week. What do you do with the rest of your time? And they didn't have an answer. Mm -hmm. I, I think as realtors, we, I know this was my expectation when I started, I figured out quickly that this isn't the way it works, but I think we expect the phone to ring or expect things to fall in our laps, yeah. which isn't the case, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a super easy business. If you can just put your butt in a chair and call people all day, or yeah. you don't like being lazy and sitting in a chair like me, go out in the community and bang on doors. Mm -hmm. for 30 hours a week you'll be awesome the, the one more thing money um, the, the one thing that i i will say too is, is that people don't know how many resources there are out there like for instance if, if you decide yeah i'm gonna door knock um and you go out and your first door knocking session is terrible and you're like oh well i just can't door knock so it's not for me that's not enough right you either go out with intention like it's like the first time you go to crossfit you probably throw up afterwards. I don't know. I've never been to CrossFit, but it gets easier as time goes on, but it only gets easier because you work on it. Right. So I've been having conversations with people and they're saying, well, I don't know. I don't know the scripts. I don't know what to say. I'm like, Google, YouTube, podcasts, books, Yeah. Google door knocking for realtors. Oh my gosh. About, I just did it in a coaching session not too long ago. And I was like, this is the thing. You know, you need to just assume that, you know, you're, you're the pattern interrupt, right? You are interrupting them on their day. They could be doing whatever it is that they're doing. And you go and you say, Hey, do you have any real estate plans? And someone goes, no. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. They could close the door and be like, actually, yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to be moving <laughs> with work and stuff, but they're not really in that headspace like you are. So if, if you're going out and you're trying something once, twice, three times, that's not enough, right? It's not enough. It's, it's you have to really um, decide what it is that you're going to do and then commit to commit to consistency, but also commit to getting better at it, right? And, and find those resources. It's not like 
it's not any special pill, but it's like, what are you missing? Figure that out. So if you're going out and, uh, you know, you're having all these real estate conversations, but you're not getting database additions. Okay. Well, to me, that's scripting. What are you standing there talking to them about? Get better at that. That's the gap. If you're getting these database additions, but you're not getting appointments, what is that issue? Okay. Well, are you actually doing your follow-ups? Are you actually providing them value? Are you giving them what they asked for? Are you, are you being there at the moment that you said you would be there? You know, how are you differentiating yourself and your business compared to somebody else's? Because no one owes you their business, right? No one owes you that. And um, so you have to, that's kind of where the phone thing happens. Everybody knows this one realtor that got into business and then somehow in his first year did 40 deals by just answering the phone. And that's the exception and it's not the rule, right? You know, I, I know somebody that, piano playing became very very easily to them and they really didn't need to study too much and they became a fantastic piano player for me i struggle to play the piano i wish i could play it better than i could but in order to do that i need to practice i need to get better at it that's just not a natural gift that i have right and everybody does have natural aptitudes and most people are very very smart but when it comes to putting the work in and being dedicated to something you really have to remind yourself that hey like like that Mel Robbins uh, thing, no one's coming. Yeah. No one's coming to do this for you. No one's coming to help you out unless you ask for it. No one's going to knock on your door at 8 a.m. and say, hey, listen, you got to be at the office in an hour. You have to do that, right? And by committing to yourself and, and committing to success, like one of my coach one time said to me, are you, are you um, afraid of failure? Are you afraid of success? Mm-hmm. Right? And that was super powerful too, because I think at the time I was bitching about like, you know, maybe how I didn't have enough business or something like that. And the, that was, that was what she said to me. And I thought, oh my God, like, am I standing in my own way? Right. What am I doing that is making business not come to me? You know, because like you said, it's super easy. So, oh, I've been working all week. Okay. Well, how, how many hours have you worked? Oh, well, I worked on Monday. Okay. Well, what did you do on Monday? Well, I did some Popeyes and I did some calls. Great. How many Popeyes did you do? Three. How many calls did you do? Three. What did you do with the other six hours of your day <laughs> of your work day? Right. And not to mention, what did you do with Tuesday through Friday or Saturday and Sunday? Like what, what is it that you're specifically doing? Because again, there's all this noise in real estate, but you know, at the end of the day, you need your phone, you need your laptop and you need a car. Yeah. And that's what you need. And you, and, and then you'll have everything in front of you. You'll have every tool you'll ever need. I love what you said earlier and how, how much it relates back to this conversation about the best resource is being resourceful. And yeah. a lot of agents just want the quick instant gratification answer right now, right, right here, right then versus mm-hmm. taking the time to explore what it actually looks like. And I think that's probably a, due to like a lack of training or a lack of understanding around setting up a business. Um, but that's why I love Keller Williams because we have all the tools for that. Well, the answer is easy. The, the easy answer is do the work. Exactly. That's the easy answer, right? But it's just like, you know, when someone loses hundred pounds, oh, how did you do it? Well, they, it's diet and exercise. It's always that. It's never anything other than that, right? So it's like, how did you become successful in real estate? I, I worked diligently to build my business through prospecting, lead generation, follow-up, worked on myself, made sure that I was contributing. And I I also um, made sure that I, by working on myself, I was actually making myself a 
you know, a better person too, because I, I also find too, that when I, when I'm struggling personally, so is my business, but when I'm doing really well and I'm looking after myself, like miracle morning style, my business is taken off. And those two things are very, very related. Right. But Mike, I think you're going to say something and, and we cut you off. Sorry. Yeah. I heard you mention uh, Mel Robbins. I'm a fan of and Everyone knows I'm a huge fan of the miracle morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I listened to a podcast by Mel Robbins was on it. It was a couple months ago. And she was talking about one of the topics in the miracle morning visualizing mm. and all of us at KW, I'm sure I could ask both of you and the answer would be yes. You probably have vision boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't have a problem with vision boards, but she's saying people not often enough look at, they don't look at what's required to take me from where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, to where I want to be on my vision board. Yeah, People don't actually visualize. Yeah, yeah, they don't visualize how many times they're going to get kicked in the teeth to yeah. get from here to there. It's yep. something a lot of pro athletes will do. They'll visualize certain things that they'll have to go through in order to win the championship. Maybe they have to train really hard in the summers. Maybe mm-hmm. they get injured. Um, maybe they have to recover from those injuries. And it's something I've, I've done naturally. If you can go into this business expecting things to go wrong, expecting it to be very hard, visualizing yourself sitting down and lead generating every single day, um, it's almost like you've already done it before you put in the work. And it just makes it so much easier. You know, I had this this coach one time tell me that uh, one of the best things that I could actually do, I hate this light. One of the best things I could actually do was try and get 10 no's in a day. And so the idea, uh, he said, and he was a team leader in the States at one point, and he uh, was encouraging people to get 10 no's a day because uh, they had this contest going on where if somebody got 10 no's a day for like seven days a week, then they got entered into this contest to win this like iPad. At the time, it was like iPads were brand new. And he's like, I had people coming back from door knocking sessions that were being like, oh, I only got two no's and I got seven yeses. Like, <laughs> and it had the most opposite effect uh, because you then have this flip of the switch where you're like, yeah, 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 I'm going to go for no. I'm going to, and there's a great book called Go for No as well. Um, and, you know, I think that when you're talking about goal setting to the now, which is that you have visualized this, this great someday goal. That's wonderful. But then you actually have to turn around visually as that person and say, what are the steps that I took to get here? Right. How did I build that? Because it's, it's again, too, it's, it's like uh, when you layer paper, right? A piece of paper on its own is very thin. It's only when it's stacked on top of others that it becomes quite thick. Right. It's the same idea. Um, and so I think a lot of people look at, you know, some of the success that some of the, the big people have in the industry and they don't see like, you know, I know, um, like when Mark got his start, he sat in a coffee shop for like eight hours a day <laughs> and called people and he would preview properties and he would also book like group previews and he would go through the same properties and he had PLs for investors and stuff like that. And, um, he would eventually sell all the properties that he was touring because he just kept taking people through them. Right. And that's something, that idea of, being consistent, uh, being well-educated, knowing your market, knowing what's out there, uh, you know, putting yourself in a position where you are dedicated to your consistency is huge. And that's the thing that's going to, you know, really 
push you forward into producing, into momentum, into keeping momentum, um, and then building your business, which is all what we're here to do, right? Did you have any other questions, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm good. You covered a, covered a lot here. I guess one thing, yeah, I do have another question. The environment has changed a ton. Today is very different than the world we were living in over the course of the last couple of years. What's what's the number one tip you would give to realtors today to ensure they're still productive, um, still signing listings, still signing buyers, and still putting deals together in the shifting market? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. I, I almost wish you could tell people to forget the past two years, if they could. Yeah, yeah just forget about it. Just forget about it because again, it was the exception and not the rule. So if we're looking at that, there's lots of cases and points where, um, you know, some something some somewhere somebody did was super successful, and then what was tried to duplicate it? Uh, sorry, what it was tried to be duplicated, it wasn't for whatever reason, right? And so we had this huge hype in the market, and of course that was due to a bunch of uh, other factors, um, you know, quantitative easing and um you know the low the low interest rates driving the appreciation through the roof and 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 us going from you know a reasonable percentage of appreciation and and in you know a year year to like you know 40 percent over two years which is massive right and so when you look at that and you say okay there was at one point in time you know you were always the next setting um, sale price in the neighborhood. You were blowing stuff out of the water. They were having, you know, 17 offers come in. And we, as, as real estate agents, we're sort of handling that. Now what we're doing is we're sort of back to, in my mind anyways, kind of the status quo, which is that, you know, you had to work in the best interest of your clients. You had to do a good job. You had to have systems in place where you were moving that listing. You know, and maybe it's reverse prospecting. Maybe it's, um, you know, calling, maybe it's calling all of your open house leads in the past six months and checking in with them and seeing if there's anything that you can do to help them, right? I know so many people that were like, I don't believe in open houses. They suck. I don't want to do them anymore. And now I see them <laughs> back doing them on their listings, right? And it's like, you know what? Like you have to be, you have to be okay with A, pivoting in your business because obviously what we were doing four months ago is pretty much no longer relevant today, right? You're not going to take a listing and severely underprice it by 200,000 and get multiple offers and then sell for $300,000 that we're asking, right? That's probably not what you're going to see right now. But the one thing that you can do is be educated. So, you know, who are you missing? What are you missing? Do you understand why the market is the way it is today? If you don't, then that to me says, okay, I should be setting a meeting with a mortgage broker, sitting down and talking to them. Not so that I can give mortgage advice, but so that I'm educated enough to talk to people and answer their questions and let them know I've got a great resource that I can send them to. That's number one. Number two, we're just at the beginning of some of these changes, right? And so the other thing that you can say to yourself is, okay, I need to um, really be aware of what is going on in the world. Um, economic factors, socioeconomic factors, um, education, training, meeting people ne not necessarily in your circle, pushing yourself outside, right? Um, like I said, I, I connect with a lot of different people. Not everybody is in real estate, but I always love to have coffee with people that I believe are successful, even in their own industry, because I can always take something from them, right? Um, 
and I love reading, reading books that are like, I love reading books that are real estate related, but I also like reading books that, um, that aren't as well, especially just about business and how people kind of navigate through tough times. And we're, in my opinion, we're in, in not really in that much of a different market than we were in like 2018 or 2019, to be honest. What we're dealing with, though, is we're dealing with, uh, you know, the fact that the last couple of years was the exception and not the rule. And, you know, us as a whole have to adjust our expectations as to, you know, what is going on. And that sort of through just time, we're going to sort of learn together, right? Because... Uh, you know, we're not in control of what happens to us, but we are certainly in control of how we react to it, right? So, you know, my, my general advice for any real estate agent or any business owner in general is, is make sure that you have a full understanding of what the underlying factors are in your market, whatever it is that you're dealing with. And then whatever it is that you're missing, whether it's, whether it's information, whether it's consistency and structure, whether it's the people that you're surrounding yourself with, the, the person that you want to be goal setting, like figure out what it is that you're missing and then make it your number one priority. Again, make it a priority. You're not too busy, right? to complete that and get it done so that you can have everything that you need in front of you to be successful in whatever field that you choose. And that's what sets you apart. You know, what you just gave us is a, is a really good summary of the book called shift. Like literally they talk about how if the market's changing and you're not, you're going to fall behind. You can't really shiftless in this kind of industry because there's always ups and flows. Like think about even prior to the past two years, like the second COVID happened, we all had to pivot, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're pivoting again. And yeah. those that don't pivot are the ones that are going to lose out on major, major opportunity during this time. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's the way that it is, right? I mean, when I came into this business, I'm a completely different person than I am today. And I'm sure I'll be a completely different person five years from now too, <laughs> right? I mean, I'll be the same in a lot of factors, but I'll also have other things that, that are good that I've learned, that I've learned how to deal with and, thing, and things like that, right? And so I think if you're... If, if you don't, if you take your ego out of it, right. And you understand that it's really great actually to be, you know, the dumbest person in the room sometimes, because that's where you learn the most. And it's a humbling experience too. Um, but at the same time, that's, that's where new strengths come out and, and new capabilities. And that's where, when you look back on it, you're like, I'm really proud of myself because I did that. The best things come from being uncomfortable. That's awesome. I have one uh, one final question for you that we ask all of our guests. Um, who do you know that we should know and have on this podcast? You know what? I knew you were going to ask me this question. Um, and I was thinking about it this morning because I was like, who would I tell them to sit down with? Um, have you had Mark on this podcast yet? I can't remember. You have. Yeah. All right. Let's see. He's, he's really good. Um, what about uh, Peter Passetto? Oh, we haven't had him. We haven't. He would be great. He was so he was he my has a coach. Yeah, yeah. So he's an amazing, amazing person. Mm-hmm. Um, he also wrote a book called Active Choices. Yeah. Uh, so it's a smaller book available on Amazon, I think, for like five bucks. Fantastic book, by the way. <laughs> um, and uh, he he was a great. Um, great influence on uh, on me earlier on and uh um certainly 
I think he would just love to be featured on this. I think he would just, he, and he would be a great person to, to have come into. So yeah, I really respect him. He's really doing incredible things. He has a coaching business as well. Um, and his, his style is, um, it also has to do with the people that you surround yourself, <clears throat> sorry, this is the people that you surround yourself with as well. And anytime he and I ever speak, it's, and we keep in touch, actually, we, we talk quite frequently. Um, uh, he's just always uh, somebody that I, I really admire and respect, and I think he'd be great. So Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. It was a great learning from you and just hearing all about your story. And I'm sure our listeners will be looking forward to it as well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, uh, this was a great opportunity for me and I cannot wait to see the next episode. <laughs> every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling.